Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show. I'm taking you back to where it all began. Now, in my last episode, I was talking with veteran Jesus music artist Amy Grant. And on this episode, I'm going to continue the conversation further exploring her music and memories of those formative years in Christian music. On my previous show, I covered Amy's beginnings of writing and recording demos in 1976 all the way to her 1984 release, Straight Ahead. Up until this point, Amy had already released four studio albums, two live albums, and a Christmas record. Quite an accomplishment for a 24-year-old girl from Tennessee. Now, the first single from the fifth studio album was another number one song for her and stayed in the charts for a total of 35 weeks. Here's Amy Grant with Angels. Take this man to prison, the man heard Herod say. And then four squads of soldiers came and carried him away. Chained up between two watchmen, Peter tried to sleep. But beyond the walls an endless prayer was lifting for his keep Then a light cut through the darkness of a lonely prison cell And the chains that bound the man of God just opened up and fell And running to his people before the break of day There was only one thing on his mind, only one thing to say Angels watching over me
Angels, from the album Straight Ahead, written by Amy Grant along with Gary Chapman and Michael W. Smith. And the song won her a Grammy in 1985. She also performed the song on the live telecast of the awards show as well. When people talk about Amy Grant, sometimes they think of her as a singer, but in truth, you have in hand at least a half of the songs released on albums like Christmas albums and hymns, and uh, you're a songwriter, but you work with songwriters. Mm-hmm. You've really done it all, in a sense, to make it a broader spectrum than just uh, a singer. Well, I think of in terms of creativity, and I mean, we're all creative, in some respect, you know, you're creative when you walk into a closet and most of your clothes are dirty and you go, what am I going to put on today? You have to kind of be creative. Or you walk into the kitchen and go, ah, everybody's hungry. What do I have? And so you throw an onion in the skillet and you go, okay, so far so good. But you, you know, all those things are creativity. And so musically, yes, I, I've written, I sing Uh, But I've never tried to do things like, I don't think I have a good overall view. I've never tried to produce. I'm not a studio player. I just play well enough to accompany myself. But to me, it's all about the scope of creativity and how that's exhibited itself in my life. Well, Amy certainly got creative with this next song. While not a hit single, this track off of Age to Age shows her creativity and collaborative efforts with four other songwriters to pull off this jazzy number that, well, it sounds like it could have come from the debut album of First Call. Looking back to 1982, Amy Grant got to let it go on Full Circle.
This is Jerry Bryan. I'm talking with Amy Grant on Full Circle. And Amy, from my position, as I've watched you over the years, I feel like you've really handled criticism and judgment, radio stations pulling back from your music for different reasons. I think you've handled it with a lot of grace, a lot of poise. I've always known you to be transparent and honest in all of our conversations. And so I, I, I ask this question, if you want to share, you, you can feel free to, and that is, what has been the most hurtful over the years, um, and has it changed? Well, I think I would start answering that question by saying, I sort of operate with a naturally high level of oblivion, and so what might seem like I'm processing well it really is that I'm oblivious. <laughs> and I'm not sure why. I've just always been wired that way. And even even processing things now, you know, I guess I just, I'm so aware of the liberty that God has given me to make choices. And as a, as a mother of adult children, I am constantly saying, Amy, you get to steer your life with all those nuances of decision-making, and your children have the right to steer their lives. And so whenever somebody kind of like leans into my lane, it, in my head I just go, you have the right to make every decision in your own life and to steer that. And, and it's important for me to do the same. So it's not like I... I don't know. I don't even, I feel like it's not good brain energy to focus on a negative. You know, even going through a divorce, even things that were privately hard. I mean, nothing about public consumption or public opinion has, it even, none of that holds a candle to the energy that's being burned on the inner circle, everybody trying to navigate their way. But through time, I mean, we are designed to heal. And God's presence in our lives we, we do change with time. Even looking back at things that might have seemed hard at the time, no kidding, I can't even like drum up angst about it now. You know, I've, I've spent my life doing something that I loved, that felt valuable, and that just feels like a real gift. It has not always been easy. Some of that because of my own doing, <laughs> some of it because of just, you know, the workload. But when I look back, the things I think about are mostly that I hope I loved my children well enough, you know, because I was so busy when they were young. And 
So I'm constantly having to say, okay, you just did the best you could with the tools that you had at the time. But there, you know, there were a few years there, like almost 10 years, it really felt like drinking out of a fire hose. Just the combination of family choices, work opportunities, um, things that we handled right, things we handled wrong. Yeah, for a lot of reasons, I am so glad to be right where I am right now. (laughs) I really appreciate you sharing that transparently because on the radio show, I my intention is to bring people to the source, um, the light. One time you told me in an interview, there are songs that I sing about the light and songs I sing about what I see in the light. Hmm. And I still remember you telling me that. No matter what people's judgment about us may be, we've got to make the choice ourselves to not hold offense, not judge.
Well, this song really helped uh, a lot of people in the days when they were trying to find their true north, trying to find what relationship with God would really be like. The song Find a Way, you wrote that with Michael, and it was on the Unguarded album. Mm-hmm. So funny. I'm just looking at my set list. I was on the road this last weekend. We played all of those songs that you've mentioned so far. And yes, I can remember where I was when I wrote that song. And I had I was or when I wrote the lyric. And I guess we we worked on parts of it together, but the verses, I was sitting at my little breakfast room table in the first apartment I ever lived in, you know, after I left school. And I was truly overwhelmed by just the amount of mail that I was getting. And I couldn't write everybody back, but oh my goodness, everybody had a story. That's when it was just really kind of coming in on me. And I had just read a letter and laid it down. And I was just processing part of this person's story. That's that's how the, the lyric began. And um, you know what's funny? I don't see as much mail now. I don't have a mailbox that people can... I don't know, back then, people just less... Everybody posts things on Facebook, and I, I have almost zero social media skills. But over the years, I will meet people that say, you wrote me when I was going through such and such. You wrote me. And all I can be is amazed that I ever picked up a pen to write anybody back. Because I just remember feeling that there was not enough time in the day to just accomplish what needed to be done under my own roof and anyway so maybe maybe that lyric to find a way was my way of writing back to everybody this is jerry bryant and what we're doing is looking at some of the songs that amy sang back in the 70s and 80s that must not be lost must be sung again and again so we never lose them and one of them of course would be thy word a modern day hymn and i know it's one of your favorites tell us about that song I guess technically um, David, the writer of the Psalms, is also a co-writer, even though Michael and I did not give him a split. <laughs> but um, Michael W. Smith and I wrote Thy Word, and you're right, I sing it every show. And, you know, I had no idea in my early 20s writing the lyrics to that, to the verses, how true those would be and cycle back around time and time again. And I've never really been one to like hold the microphone out to the crowd. You guys sing it back to me. But the other night I was somewhere and I got like something in my throat. I was kind of coughing and it was at the end of thy word. <clears throat> and I just said, help me. Because <laughs> I was, you know, I needed water. And to hear the audience singing that chorus back was so beautiful. And I just thought, you know, the things in me that needed those songs to help me in my own spiritual journey, they, I mean, they were a part of other people's lives, too. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my bed. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my bed. When I feel afraid, think 
song inspired by Psalm 119, verse 105. My special guest, Amy Grant, with Thy Word, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Hello, this is Amy Grant, and you're listening to Full Circle, classic Jesus music with Jerry Bryant, bringing you back to where it all began. Maybe you've just tuned into the show. This is part two of a special interview with Amy Grant, but you can go back to my website and still hear part one. You can go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. We also have a donate button at the top of the page for those who really want to help and support this radio show. It means so much when you do that, and you get a tax-exempt receipt from Giving Fuel. You know, Full Circle is heard all over the country, as a matter of fact, all over the world, because of the web. There's iTunes, and many people use that, Google Play. You can find many podcast radio stations now throughout the internet, and a number of Christian radio stations that every week use a version of Full Circle Jesus music, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. But go to my website if you'd like to see some photographs and some of the past memories And you can download, well, 250 almost, of my radio shows on FullCircleJesusMusic.com. 
You can find the artist and the song individually. So that's going to be fun. You've got a lot of music to listen to, so get started. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And whatever you do, don't leave out the Jesus. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Say, we got lots more music. Stay tuned. Full Circle. Full Circle. This is Jerry Bryant. Now, in 1985, Amy Grant released her sixth studio album called Unguarded. This album was on both Word Records and the Christian Bookstores, as well as on A&M Records in the mainstream marketplace. It was the first time that many who had never heard Christian music before were exposed to a new kind of music with a message. Three of the tracks from the album appeared in the adult contemporary charts, and this feature track landed in the number 12 spot on Christian Radio in July of that year. The song was written by Amy, Gary Chapman, Wayne Kirkpatrick, and Rich Mullins. Now, in the liner notes to the song, it's prefaced by 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. With the kickoff track, here's Amy Grant. Love of another kind on Full Circle.
Back to where it all began, with Full Circle. Amy Grant's my guest on Full Circle. You all saw her in her debut if I can only imagine, except it was played by someone else. And I want to ask you uh, if you met that actress and talked with her a little bit and how you felt about how that whole movie came on. Uh, it really has become a blockbuster movie. It surprises everyone. I can only imagine, and you, you know, had a part in it. And I think everybody wants to know how accurate what happened in the movie really was for you and, and Bart. Well, First off, I cannot take any credit. I didn't show up for one day of work. You know, Bart called me and said, they worked for seven years on that movie. Seven years on the, you know, including years on the screenplay. And honest to goodness, it was not until the last version of that movie script that I was included. But it's because Bart's story is a story of reconciliation. But the writer and the producer was saying, now, how do we bookend this? I mean, because every story has to have a, a good launch and a good land. And I guess, like, years into the process, Bart said, well, you know, I guess he was just trying to retell the writers. Well, I guess our first break kind of came with Amy, but then she gave the song back. And and they went, wait, 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 <laughs> go back to that detail. And so, um, you know, it was... It was 20 years ago. And here's the thing. I did not give the song back on stage. I gave it back. He knew he was coming up on stage. But all the angst, the manager going, don't give up that song. (laughs) My manager was so, she did not like the way she was played. I was played by somebody younger with better hygiene than I have. I was thrilled. And I did meet that actress. But even I didn't know the depth of Bart's story until the movie came out. And Bart's somebody who is also transparent and so full of joy. And it's and, and it's been so great knowing him. And I toured with him years ago. I think it was 2004. And this is just kind of how life works. So 2004, I, Vince and I had been married for four years. I had a baby girl. Still a lot of radio stations not playing my music. And so I couldn't, it was tough for me to get support for shows. So I opened for Mercy Me on that tour, which was, I loved that, it was fantastic. I only had to work for 35 minutes. (laughs) And and they did all the hard work. But, But seeing Bart's, his own spiritual journey, his understanding, you can see it unfold in his music from having trying to be the good kid to to now you know you can tell he just celebrates the love of God he just celebrates redemption and I think that's true for all of us you know it just the the gift of the redeeming work of Jesus you just your brain cannot wrap around it so you you're always going no I need to work harder I need to be better I need to do all this stuff and prayer's the same way you know it's like like if if you bow your head and go you're telling me that the one who created everything that I see is attuned to what's about to come out of my mouth I mean like that is a showstopper you can't even you can't even wrap your head around it and you know in our culture today I've I feel like when we fall into religious practices that is unappealing to the 
to the outside world that's looking for true love when we stay enamored with the real work that God has done. That's always attractive. You may not know this, but there's a song. It's actually the first single 
from an album of the same title. It would later be named the number one Christian album of all time by CCM Magazine. And in the 2001 book, CCM presents the 100 greatest albums in Christian music. With all of that built up, the song Saved by Love, I'd like to hear what you would say about that. What a great song that was. Ah, thank you. I still sing that song every night. Um, I love the simplicity of the message, the pictures that it paints. The first verse was inspired by my sister Carol, but I renamed her Laura because it sings a little more effortlessly. It's hard to end on on an L. (laughs) And so Carol and I gave birth to her second daughter and my first child, a son, in hospital rooms, side by side, one day apart. And by then, my life had already, you know, I was traveling and seeing the world. When we were kids, Carol was the one that would sing in the shower. She was the one that was, you know, sort of always doing the private performance. Um, Not me. She was the cheerleader. I don't know what I was. I was always camping out in the backyard. <laughs> and then I, at that point, I don't know, I was just looking at our lives going, how did this work out that I'm the one on the road? And so really, it was looking at my sister and looking at myself, but saying the commonality is that, of course, all of our lives are meaningful, survivable, worth celebrating because we are loved.
Save I Love, Amy Grant, and so many other songs that we just didn't have time to play. I'm sorry. We'll just have to do it again. Hey, this is Amy Grant, and we're looking back to the beginning of today's CCM, classic Jesus music on Full Circle. Wow, this has really been a lot of fun. Interviewing Amy Grant after all these years. I think I mentioned in my first episode that my first interview was when Amy was 19. Over the years, I've interviewed a lot of people. But I remember I came away from the conversation thinking, there's something fresh and real with Amy. She was building quite a fan base at the time with her first release, and there she was surrounded by the media, and I could tell she wasn't trying to prove something or had a need to overstate what God was doing with her music. She might have felt nervous, but she sure didn't show it. I had her as a guest on my Jesus Solid Rock syndicated radio show a couple of times, but this is the first time she's been on Full Circle. Now, living in Nashville, it's made it easier to stop by her house or set up this interview at a barbecue I was attending at her farm. Needless to say, you know how things go. We we just got busy. And so we're just now getting this interview recorded, edited, and on full circle. But you know what? I think I think the timing's just right. And you're gonna hear a lot more from Amy Grant. That lady has a lot to say. Earlier on in the show, I told you how to reach me here at Full Circle. You might like to ride and respond to this interview. I want to tell you, I was surprised how many people responded to part one, and this is part two. Now, if you missed part one, you can go back to the website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com and listen to part one. Well, you might find you've missed a number of other shows as well, so they're all listed there, and you can listen to each show individually, find out about some of the artists, look at some pictures some of the past memories, even as I said before, look up a song or an artist and then find out what show it was on. I'd really like to encourage you to tell your friends about this show and go to the webpage at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Now, I don't really make a big deal about it, but this is a listener-supported radio show. That means we need some friends who will help underwrite the next episode and all of your gifts are tax-deductible on the webpage. There's a donate button at the top on the right. And if you're not able to log in on your computer, listen to us on your smart device or your smartphone. There are a number of apps such as iHeartRadio or TuneIn Radio, different places that you can listen to Full Circle on the road. And, of course, there's many other Internet radio stations as well as old-fashioned radio stations where you can hear the show. You can find a list of our affiliates at our webpage. Thanks so much. And stay tuned for more of my interview with Amy Grant. Full Circle. Full Circle. Full Circle. Amy, uh, we're in a world right now that is starving for love. There's such a love hunger out there. I, I see the things on television, the news, and some of the things that are even so offensive that happen among people with such different diverse opinions on life, on politics, and on religion. But I see in all of that a cry for help. 
Does somebody see me? Hear me? Does what I feel matter to anyone? I wonder in our closing moments if you could address that from your perspective because I think you've discovered and are discovering the answer, that love hunger, that question that people have inside. You've gone through love, you've lost love, but still love makes a way, doesn't it? Mary Chapman was my mother-in-law for 16, 17 years. Anyway, she taught me a prayer during the really crazy work years for me when I had young children and so much responsibility. And one morning over a cup of coffee, I said, I am so exhausted. I just feel like I can't even, I can't even organize my thoughts. Like I'm just, I'm out here singing about Jesus and I'm going, am I even, I don't even have like solitude to pray a prayer. And Mary said, oh, Amy, it just takes one good prayer a day. And this is a woman her life should have been a movie. I mean, she grew up a carny kid. She married while she was still 14. Just such a transformation when her life intersected with the love of God. And I said, just one prayer? And she said, oh, yeah. Just every day pray, Lord, lead me today to those I need and those that need me. And let something I do have eternal significance. So... You know, each of us just bumps into the people we bump into in the course of a day. It might just be family. It might be young children. It might be, you know, I guess looking at all of the world, everyone's struggles, everyone's, you know, that, that is overwhelming. But all of us live a life. We all have the freedom to respond to the people around us either in a reactive way or in a way that says, I want to respond from a deeper truth. And I want to respond like no matter who it is, to look at them and go, you're loved. You're eternally loved. Jesus died for you, whether we agree or disagree, and treat somebody with that kind of respect, whether or not you see eye to eye, just to go, who? My Heavenly Father is crazy about that person, even if I think they are a numbnut. It's just like, sometimes your opinion needs to take a back seat. And then a friend of mine, Russell Urema, he has become a good friend over the last four years. And his life story should be a book too. But in his very New York accent, he goes, just remember, Aim, two rules, one prayer. (laughs) That's all Jesus really boils down to, two rules and one prayer. Love God, love people, and forgive. He said that's the crux of the Lord's Prayer, forgive. And he said, don't complicate it. That's good. Amy Grant, I'm glad you're in my life. Thank you. Shoulder to the wheel For someone else's selfish gain Here there is no choosing Working the clay, wearing their anger Like a ball and chain, fire in the field Underneath the blazing sun But soon the sun was faded and freedom was
Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle was recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.